Good Wednesday, everybody here on the South Side. Welcome to the South Side Beat. Uh, my name is Chris Halleck. Uh, I'm going to kick you, uh, you know, lead things off here uh, solo uh, because Corey is, you know, working on the South Side. So, um, but uh, happy hump day, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Um, James is already coming in, man, saying, come in, hit the like button. Yes, hit like, subscribe, hit everything you possibly can for your support. We really appreciate it. Uh, even just you being here, whether you're uh, watching here live on YouTube or whether you, uh, you know, listen back later on. Um, we really appreciate it guys. Like, like for real, all, all the support you guys give, we, we appreciate it a lot. Uh, uh, Corey, uh, like I said, uh, will be, uh, will be joining uh, as soon as he can. Uh, he actually just texted me saying, uh, three So, uh, it looks like, uh, you guys are, are in the co-host chair for the next 14 minutes. So, uh, enjoy it. Uh, let's chat here a bit today uh frank appreciate you guys you guys do a really good job remembering like the other things we talk about outside of football uh frank asks how's the ankle um i actually kind of wish it were the ankle it's actually the inside of my foot it's like mid foot um yes yeah, swan coming in saying low res at 315 yeah so we'll we'll see you know since he'll have he might have some time to try to get it get it um uh, get it figured out where it's maybe it's like, okay, quality Corey, but, uh, uh, no, the, the foots, uh, it's better. I can at least put, put weight on it. I was not able to do that, uh, yesterday for most of the day. Uh, so I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Uh, fortunately no fractures. So, uh, Jim <laughs> says mid tarsal. I uh, like Najee. I'm honestly not sure w which exact bone it is. I would assume it's just one of the bigger bones, in the midfoot region, because that's it was just it was a direct shot on a slapper coming from the guy who, by the way, who has the hardest slapper in the league. And I was a good five feet away from it whenever he released it. So it was direct shot. Um, it was not a <laughs> it was it didn't feel good. Uh, so, no, I again, I wish high ankle sprain. I've had ankle sprains. I, I mean, I grew up playing, playing football, playing soccer, playing, you know, playing a, a number of sports. I've had my ankle sprained. I don't know how many times I've had a couple of high ankle sprains as, um, as, <laughs> as much as those aren't fun to deal with. None of them had ever left me in crutches. And, uh, this one has had me in crutches. Uh, Ryan's a good block. Yeah, I, I, uh, I do pride myself on that, whether I'm playing forward or defense. Uh, I like to block shots. Playing out there for 10 years, blocked a lot of shots, gotten plenty of really gigantic bruises on my legs because of blocking shots. I've never been hit directly in the bone with, with a bruise here. Um, but to get on to some actual football talk, um, Matthew. Brings up a really, really big news thing from today. Watson out for the year. Yes. Deshaun Watson, gone. Uh, played app apparently. Lyle um, uh, <laughs> asked you to get a block shot bonus. No, I wish. <laughs> no, you don't. Goals and assists are the only the only stats you get there. But yeah, no, Deshaun Watson out for the year. That that's that's a big deal, man. Uh, that that's a huge deal. Uh, I understand like th th there's like this whole thing of, of being like, oh, well, I'd rather take on the starter than take on the backup and, and so on and so forth. And and uh, listen, I, I get that. I understand it. But at the same time, Deshaun Watson can hurt you. And he and he made some plays, you know, in the in the first game uh, you know, earlier this season. So, um, listen, I I. I 
I think this is a big deal. I mean, Cleveland's now lost Nick Chubb and they've lost um and they've lost, you know, now now Deshaun Watson. These are these are these are big injuries, you know, and this is a Browns team that that's six and three for a reason. They're they're a good football team. Uh, anybody going going into the season thinking those, these were going to be the same old Browns, they're not. Um, and, and I understand, you know, there, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be, you know, comments like this where Phil, you know, says money well spent Cleveland. And, and listen, Deshaun Watson's been good for them whenever he's been playing, but the, obviously the, the 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 questions of his availability um, have been there. Obviously, off the field issues were were the big thing. Um, yes, I can make a lot of jokes about that, but I'm not going to. Um, but you know, off the field issues kept him out for 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 you know I think it was what 12 games last year or something like that, uh, and then obviously injuries are 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 limiting his season this year, and so. Um, you know, I, I, I understand, you know, it's easy to take a shot there. And honestly, it, it's, it's also understandable because it's what $91 million or whatever it is. I don't remember the, the exact, a lot of money guaranteed to Sean, to Deshaun Watson, you know, for, over, uh, over this time, I want to say 91 million, 91 million, I think over, and I'm meaning over this time that he's been the quarterback thus far, not including the money that he's still owed. Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah, and Swan two six nine says this is the worst thing that you could have happened uh, happened to the Browns. And like, no, like for real, like if you commit that kind of money, you better be sure that it's being being spent right, you know. And um, and listen, I, we could all criticize Cleveland, but I mean, the fact of the matter is that even even with all of that. Even with the whole Deshaun Watson giving him too much money, despite all the other stuff going on, now he's out for the year with an injury. Um, they're still a really good football team. I, they just are. Their defense is really good. Uh, I mean that they have they have kind of put all of those concerns that I talked about earlier in the earlier this season about like the interior of their defense and everything. They've put a lot of that stuff to bed. They are a good good football team. I'll have more in my next opponent piece on DKPittsburghSports.com when that comes out. Uh, but for right now, um, Dorian Thompson Robinson, DTR, he's going to be the guy who takes over for right now. Uh, that was announced. And so, uh, listen, um, that's who the Steelers have to deal with. Obviously, it's not Deshaun Watson, um, but that's who the Browns have. And so, I, I do think, though, that no matter what the Browns have at quarterback, it could be. We kind of saw it last year. Remember when the Steelers played the Browns uh, last year? Obviously, the first game it wasn't Deshaun Watson because that's when he was suspended. Um, but uh, <laughs> Bob says that Bob says that Browns D is good, but can't stop Boswell. Yeah, but they they can stop Boswell if they're going to make him try 70 and 80 yard field goals, which obviously Mike Tomlin's not going to put him out there for. So Steelers got to get in field goal range first. Um, you know, and so we obviously saw what Jacoby Brissett did, and uh, that's actually the game the Browns won. Um, now, granted, that was before Kenny Pickett started playing, and that was before the Steelers figured things out on the offensive line. It was early in the season; uh, they weren't running the ball well. Um, so, uh, uh, hold on a second, just to, just to clear this up, Mister uh, Malvo BKR two 
says, are you sure? I just seen PJ Walker was going to step in on another pod. Uh, no, uh, from, from what I, yeah, it's been reported everywhere. And I think it was actually announced by the Browns that, that DTR was starting. So, um, but no matter, no, the whole, the whole point is, you know, uh, no matter who the Browns have a quarterback, they're going to run the football. Like that's just how the Browns are built. Uh, and, and they're they're built that way for a reason, and, and it's good on the Browns to build themselves in a way where when their starting quarterback goes down, the system doesn't crumble, right? It's not like they're bringing somebody else. It's, it's the same thing with the Ravens. When Lamar Jackson can't play because of injury, they have somebody else who can play a similar style, right? A similar style that can come in and keep the system in place, keep it intact. The Browns are going to do the same thing. They're going to try to run the ball. They have a great offensive line. They want to control the clock. And if they can run the ball, then by all means, they, they have a chance to win. Um, and, and aquatic life really brings us up. And that's kind of where, you know, regardless of what happens at quarterback, Aquatic Life says intriguing what this Browns run defense will do versus this version of the Steelers run game. I think that's honestly the thing to watch for in this game. You know, I haven't, you know, dug wholly deep into this matchup yet. I, that, that's kind of what I do on like on, on like Tuesday and Wednesday primarily. And then, you know, when next opponent comes out, you'll you end up seeing my my full breakdown on it. Um, but listen, like this is, in my opinion, just on the surface to the matchup to watch. Right, the Steelers are running the ball much better now. Over the past two weeks, it's been performances of 165 yards and 205 yards on the ground by the Steelers. That's big boy football, right? That's running the ball really, really well. And so, how are the Steelers going to be able to do that against a Browns team that is great across the board? Right? I understand they gave up 31 points against the Ravens. Well, I mean, so the Ravens are also terrorizing everybody going into last week uh they 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 just been uh they've been one of the best teams in football and the browns you know even with that you know we're able to able to stop them you know stop them enough you know you can give up 31 points and still have your defense make plays when they need to be when they need to be made right um so i i still think this is a tough matchup regardless of who's that quarterback um Let's see here. Oh, boy. Uh, Mr. Nick of Time asks, Chris, do you know much about Michael Walker, the linebacker from Atlanta? How does he compare to Mark Robinson? Um, very, very different. Uh, Mark Robinson is a um, – what's the best way to – he's just he, – he's a, he's a downhill just – let him off the leash and he's just going to run after him like a Rottweiler. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's not always a – he's a heat-seeking missile, but it's not always a guided heat-seeking missile, you know. Um, while Michael Walker is uh, way more athletic, can do more in pass coverage, um, he can, you know, obviously step up. He's a linebacker, so he can still step up and defend the run. Um, but – uh, there – yeah, and there, there's some – you know, Ryan points it out. There are some decent highlights, but – it's not anything that's going to be like, oh my gosh, like this guy's going to come in and, and be, you know, Quan Alexander, you know, uh, or, or be Cole Holcomb. You know, if that were the case, he wouldn't have just been able to be on the Steelers practice squad. Right. Um, so, but Mark Robinson's obviously going to be more of a, I think this is really going to challenge a Landon Roberts to kind of be more of the every down, you know, the three down linebacker while Mark Robinson be more of the run stuffer 
kind of guy. And honestly, it's a good week, you know, for Mark Robinson to get his feet wet because you know the Browns are going to want to going to want to run the football. Um, let's see. Uh, Brent asks, uh, how much is Sullivan uh, to be blamed for uh, lack of uh, Kenny Pickett developing the way we want him to? I, I don't know, man. I I, I don't think. Again, when I, whenever you talk about a, a quarterback not not developing, uh, oh, hold on. Before we can really get to that, we have a new guest here. Hello, outside beat. Hello. I don't want to say guest. It's my co-host Corey Christen. What's going on, man? Hello. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, we can. We nice. can hear you. Can you hear me? Command Star Command. Buzz Lightyear to Star Command. Can you hear I'm me? Here. Okay, I got cool. You clear. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Hello. So, uh, this this question, I was in the middle of answering this question, but um, you know, honestly, just to, to kind of sum up, it's really ultimately it's everybody plays a role in that. Kenny plays a role in that. Mike Sullivan plays a role in that. Matt Canada plays a role in that. It's all everybody. But ultimately, I always put most of the stuff on the player. The player's got to go out there and make plays. He knows what he's got to do. You, you got to do it. Having a if you're relying on a coach to be the guy who kind of holds his hand along the way, that's that's more on the player. But Corey, sure. What happened on the south side today? What didn't happen? Oh I'm no! Kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, not a bad day today. Uh, real quick before we get to Kenny Pickett, uh, Pat Fryermuth said we'll see how this week goes as it pertains to whether he's going to play Sunday or not. Yeah. Um, you know, right after practice, the scrum happens. Kenny Pickett's in there. And then Pat Fryermuth was nice enough to give some time. And basically what you need to know about what he had to say was, we will see how he feels uh, come Sunday. Now, the the 21-day window is open. So within the next mm -hmm. 21 days, he'll be eligible to come off of IR. But it's definitely going to be sooner than that, uh, by all indications. There was a minor setback with that hamstring, which is why he landed on IR. Um but all indications are pointing that uh, there's going to be at least a chance um, for him to play this weekend. Uh, Swan asked about back, Minka. Yeah. Uh, no Minka Fitzpatrick after practice today in the locker room. We didn't talk to him, so I can't disclose anything. So the pat the uh, the uh, injury report will have to dictate um, basically Minka Fitzpatrick today. And then if he talks this week, that'd be great. But you know, we can't force the guy to do interviews or stay by his locker or anything like that. Yeah. So, I mean, Chris knows maybe, how this and, goes. And maybe he wasn't there because he was getting treatment in the, in the, in the, you know, you know, or on the table, you know, he could be, you know, there's a number of reasons why he couldn't be in the locker room. So sure. Um, yeah. It could be a, a million different things, but yeah. um, no, the, the talkers after practice today, Alanda Roberts spoke, but I was off doing some other stuff. Um, but Kenny Pickett, Pat Fryermuth, uh, we spoke to Deontay Johnson before practice. But no, we didn't. Yes, I did say scrum. That is the uh, term for it, Mark, the, the media scrum. That is when you see a horde of cameras and people and reporters just like scrum, like that over the top of a player or whoever it is, that's called a scrum. That is – and sometimes like, okay, scrum is a rugby term. Like I'm not going to get too into the meat and potatoes of why, but basically it, it's a it's a pile to get the ball. Okay, I think anybody who's watched Friends and knows about Red Ross probably knows that too. Yes. 
sometimes in those piles, you, you do come up a little banged up. I mean, Chris, Chris can attest to this. There's been times I've been in those media scrums and I got a TV camera jabbing my back and I'm like contorted like this, trying to get oh, no. an angle. The worst one is when you don't have um, a good position at the beginning, you're kind of joining at the last second. And just to get a video on your phone, you're like reaching up over the top. Or you're like this. Yeah, and you're, you're having to do that for you're holding your phone like this. You're, you're having I mean, to do today that. Today I was kind of like this. I was kind of chilling. Seven or eight minutes. Uh, Ryan um, says this hoodie looks better than the Syracuse orange. Ryan respectfully disagree because that's you inferring that this Carolina blue style hoodie is better than my orange, which is completely false. Completely false. Uh, no sour grapes. Mike, I would never ever. No, 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 no. If you do that to scrum, you will get called out for it. There's there's not just that. I mean, there's a party foul, and then there's that. You will get called out. Uh, Ben Ben says, good question, Corey. Kenny looked a little frazzled, just me. Now, I did ask Kenny the question about Mike Tomlin. Um, I said, hey, listen, Mike Tomlin said you got to play better. And I said – I did interrupt myself. I said he worded it more eloquently, but, you know, what do you think about that when your coach lays down the law like that? And he's like – to paraphrase it, he's like, yeah, I'm always trying to do that, right? So he yeah. he kind of made up for it, but it's no question that he took that as a challenge. Like like anybody would take that as a challenge. When your head coach or your boss or your mentor or manager, whoever says that about you, yeah. you would take that as a challenge. So, you know, Kenny didn't really brush it off per se, but he also didn't say, hell yeah, man, I need to play better. I'm taking that challenge on or anything like that. He was kind of neutral about that answer. Well, honestly, that doesn't surprise me because, you know, Kenny doesn't need to be competitive in the media scrums. Kenny needs to be competitive on the field. And the thing is, is that (laughs) he knows that. Yeah, he he knows. I mean, he knows. I mean, Kenny's a competitive guy. I don't think anybody who watches the game or, or, or watches anything who has watched Kenny play, even going back to his pit days. Needs to understand that that um, Steeler Steeler Seven Girl. I I disagree wholeheartedly that Kennedy is well, Kennedy to grow up. He absolutely sometimes does take say, accountability. You know, sometimes he uses we um, language, which some people might misinterpret yeah, as no. as not me language. But I think he does okay with no, that. He, he de- no, he he No, I don't I don't think that at all. I, I do think that he he knows he's got to play better. I, Thanks, I, you, me, you, Phil. I appreciate that. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> You can't like you know play the way you've been playing, you know with that's including the the highest of the highs and the lowest of the lows, and even if you are playing like Patrick Mahomes MVP level, you should still never settle. I mm-hmm. uh, like uh, at least that's my philosophy in anything that I do, whether it's playing a sport or doing my job or being a father, being a husband, whatever it is. I'm always looking to get better and you always have to be looking to get better at everything that you do. Um, that should be your mentality. And I, I think Kenny is of that kind of mentality that he's always looking to get better, that he doesn't think that he can, he, that the way he's playing right now is going to just suffice for his entire NFL career. I don't think he thinks that both, both of these statements can be true. Wins are all that matters. Kenny Pickett needs to play better. Those both of those statements can be true at the same time. Yeah. And yes, the Steelers are six and three. They're winning football games. Like sometimes in spite of Kenny Pickett. Big Hurt says it right here. Kenny made me forget about Canada. Like we've not absolved Matt Canada. We is in Nor like a, the public general, you know, the public general sense. Like yeah. Matt Canada's not absolved from everything. That's yeah. not what we're saying. 
And Brent, and Brent, thank you for the five appreciate gifted. It, we greatly appreciate that. If you got one of those from Brent, make sure you say thank you. Yeah, turn turn your emojis. username green. If you're in the live chat and your name it in green, take one of those five uh, memberships real yeah, quick. Make, man. make sure you drop a, drop a thank you. Um, yes. Those are not one in the same. The Steelers want to win football games, yes. But also, Kenny Pickett has to play better. Those are two different statements. Now, I'm not saying, like, Matt Canada has absolved all of his problems. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, you know, everything's fixed with this offense because they ran for a season-high yards for the second consecutive week. You'll, you'll see more on DKPittsburghSports.com probably around 4.30, about an hour after I get off of here, you know, just about what the Steelers are doing offensively in terms of, like, building off of that success from the running game. They mm-hmm. are not getting as many explosive pass plays as one might think, even though they're getting explosive running plays. And look, look at the pass chart from Sunday, he did not th- attempt, forget about complete, he yeah. did not attempt a pass in between the hashes. Yeah. Attempt. And he yeah. only attempted a few in between the numbers. So a lot of the stuff is going to the boundary. Now, what does that mean going forward against the Cleveland Browns? I'm not so sure because the Browns can stop you just about any level at any time. Yeah. And this yeah. is going to be the toughest test Kenny Pickett has. And there's not much to glean from film. You might think, well, the Steelers have seen the Brown the Browns once this year. Like they can, you know, learn what they did from week two. That's not necessarily the case. That was mm-hmm. two months ago. By the time Sunday's game run, runs around, it'll be two months and a day to the date the last time the Steelers saw the Browns. So those are two different, completely different football teams. Of course, yeah. the Steelers didn't have Deontay Johnson. Pat Fryermuth's status is still uncertain. There was a lot more uncertainty with this offense back then than there is now. But Kenny Pickett's play has to be elevated for a sustainable product to come to the field. And look, that's even despite, and I'll say despite, the improvements the offensive coordinator has made. Mm -hmm. But when you add in the deficiencies that he still brings. Yeah. Uh, Kind of a good point here that was brought up. Uh, that's Biad said Canada isn't absolved, but if Kenny was hitting all time, all times when he should, uh, would we even notice how bad Canada is? I think you would, but it would obviously come in a different, in a, in a different way. Um, the telegraphing of the plays is still there right now. It's gotten a little bit better in the past few weeks. It's still not great. Uh, I still don't think they're using motion nearly enough to, in order to number one, help break down what's going on prior to the snap. Uh, to tell Kenny what's going on, uh, but then also, <laughs> but then also to, you know, use that motion to your advantage. You know, get get a guy, uh, get a corner. You know, if he's in man, you know, for example, the, the the Packers did it really well on the touchdown on the first touchdown pass where Levi Wallace got lost. They brought the receiver in motion. They brought him back in. Then it ran a corner. You know, and that sometimes just that momentum can be the the the, the difference maker. You would still see certain deficiencies like that. It's again, it's just easy for whenever the plays aren't being made, when Kenny's missing, uh, missing throws, when Deontay drops a couple passes, those things just further, it, it just makes the problem worse, it just compounds everything. And you don't want to have to force your receivers and your skill weapons to have to play mistake free football. Like, uh, yeah, and that, you, that is, yeah, that, you, yeah, you have, you as a quarterback have to minimize those i guess chances if you want to call them that yeah for a drop pass or a fumble or in a, whatever it is a bobbled pass that turns into an interception whatever it might be or missed assignment on the block like you want your offense this is standard protocol for any level of football like you want your offense to be efficient enough to where 
you're not exhausting the playbook, number one. Number two, you're not giving the defense as many chances to make a play, so to speak, as maybe you want to. Now, like, okay, Barbara says, what does across the middle mean for this offense? I can't tell if that's rhetorical or not. But, like, going across the middle, to me, Could be anything. It, 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 to me, that means read three or four. It doesn't mean read one or two. Like, I think part of it is the product of Kenny Pickett not seeing the middle of the field well. But also, I think another part of it is Matt Canada's design and who's option one, option two, option three, dump off, and not having Pat Fryermuth on the field. It changes a lot, not having Pat Fryermuth on the field. I, I, I think people are losing sight of that, that having a tight end that's able to work intermediate like Fryermuth is. Like, Allen Robinson's good at working intermediate, but he's not a big enough body to put in the middle of the field on a linebacker, take a linebacker away. Neither is Rodney Williams or Connor Hayward. Darnell Washington is, but he still has to polish up a little bit in the passing game. Like, mm. that's the impact of missing Pat Fryermuth to me. So, and, and yeah, Kevin, I understand. He, they weren't necessarily throwing to Pat a lot no, before he was That hurt. was a problem, yeah. But again, that draws into question, what read is Pat on that given play? Is he read one, two, three, or what's he supposed to be on that play? I think the case can be made that not, not enough plays are being drawn up to prioritize the middle of the field. The small hands are always going to be a problem seeing down the middle. Nice one, Darren. That, that's that might be comment of the day. That, right that's there. funny. That's funny. That might be comment of the day. <laughs> um, any intel on Amazon employee inside linebacker Tyler Murray? That's the intel. Uh, my morning, I spoke to uh, Michael Walker this morning, the other inside linebacker, um, you know, who Mike Tomlin spoke really highly of. Uh, on Tuesday and Michael Walker just basically said, they told me to be ready. You know, they told me to be ready uh, for a potential appearance on Sunday. Um, Tyler Murray. I really don't have much background on him because there's not much background on him. Um, that's about the only background is that he was literally called off of the Amazon truck. Uh, his agent called him up and said, Hey, I got you a tryout with the Steelers. And he, here he is in Pittsburgh. And I still oh. don't think he's told his boss that uh, he has a new job now. So, um, you know, maybe some of those, uh, you know, pre, pre-Thanksgiving packages that some of you might have ordered are getting in late now because your driver is, uh, you know, suiting up to play linebacker uh, on this practice squad. Um, but Michael Walker was the one that I spoke to in, in like today, mostly because, again, Mike Tomlin gave a pretty ringing endorsement for that guy, despite being, you know, a practice squad guy that's floated around on a couple of teams this year. Yeah. No, it's it's a really cool story. It really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime you hear stuff like that, I mean, you, like I remember like going back, like you get the whole Kurt Warner story, a bag and groceries and stuff like that. Like anytime you kind of hear stories like that, it's it's really cool. So, um, yeah. Uh, Brent says first 50 minutes was pre-show. We didn't start until 3.15. Yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. <laughs> yeah, I wish it worked like that. That you know, Just because I got here late doesn't mean we started late. That was uh, Think of it as Chris hosting his own show, and then I jump in as the special guest um, <laughs> uh, on that. Speaking of special guests, by the way, tonight, uh, 9.25 Eastern, I will be a guest on 93.7 The Fan to talk uh, Pitt and Steelers. So, Cool. Uh, I will be on with one Donnie football. If you know that name, uh, Donnie Chedrick is, is bringing me on 925 tonight on 93.7 The Fan. So if you're local, 93.7 FM. Uh, if you're not, the Odyssey app is where you're going to want to go for that. So yeah. make sure you check that out. 
That's awesome. <laughs> BFL says this show is fast. Dude, it flies it flies by for us too, like for real. It it really does fly by. It does. Um it's it's kind of funny because like like sometimes like I, I remember like doing some college radio shows and it's like okay, we got you know 30 minutes, we got 45 minutes, you know, how, however long yeah, we were doing. Hours sometimes sometimes, sometimes yeah. it was just like all right, like oh like it's just I, I don't know how much more I can talk, you know, and sure. I think it's I think it's too fast, but also just enough. Um, This is a podcast. Keep in mind, like we do do a live show, but it also is branded as a podcast. And like thirty minutes to me, to me, is like quintessentially the perfect length for a podcast episode. Like it's your drive home from work. It's getting up in the morning and getting ready. Um, It's it's eating your breakfast or your lunch, or in this case, I guess it would be dinner. Um, it, I think it's a good length. So we are, um, in a good, in a good spot here. Darren says, I always seem to be missed the middle of the show. Well, Darren, as a reminder, and I will do this every time I, I get a chance to, you could rewind and listen to the start of the South side beat in real time. You could do it right now if you really want to. <laughs> so in real time, Darren might be missing this, but those that are sticking around in real time are going to hear it. Darren will hear back on the playback because you can play back and rewind at any given time during the show. We're available 24 seven, 365 on playback on YouTube, on Apple podcasts, on Google play, on Spotify, sticky B. That just means Whew. that just means you get 30 minutes of us and 45 minutes of DK and Ramon. And then <laughs> on your way back, you could play the final like 40, like 15 to 20 minutes of Ramon and DK and then keep your 70 and then keep the rest for the next day's South side beat. So we got you covered. It's, it's math. It's about math. Not, <laughs> not about the, ne- the necessarily scheduling right there. All right. So final thought for today, Corey, I mean, a lot of stuff happened, obviously with the, uh, you know, the, we, we, we talked before you came on, we, we did talk at, at, at length about obviously Deshaun Watson being out in TTR starting for the Browns. Um, obviously we hit on Pat Fryer moves return to practice, uh, hit on Kenny and what he's uh, what he talked about today. Uh, final thought from you on the South side. Yeah, my final thought was going to be on Dorian Thompson Robinson. This is the guy. Don't forget that got benched in the halftime in the Sun Bowl against Pitt. That was his mm-hmm. last college start. Yep. Uh, Pitt beat UCLA in the Sun Bowl, thirty-seven thirty-five, and Dorian Thompson Robinson did really well in the first half, but got benched in the second half. So Pitt fans, if you remember that name, that's where you remember it from, and. Look, if that pit defensive line could get to him, I can only imagine what TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith are thinking, uh, thinking right now. Now, of course, the the Browns offensive line is just just a little bit better. <laughs> yeah, just, just high a class. Little bit. <laughs> Old, high class. Um, I'm going to be intrigued to see Pat Frymuth's status throughout the week. Uh, mm-hmm. Injury report should be dropping typically within an hour by this point. Yeah. So we will see what the injury report has in store for us today. Um, but I think it's going to be an interesting one. I'll just, I'll just kind of leave it at that. Um, so I will, uh, I will take us out of here, Chris, same deal tomorrow. Chris will get us, we'll get you guys going around three o'clock and then I will jump in either like 10 or 15 after as has become the norm. Tomorrow's going to be a little like fly by the seat of my pants because I'll have to do the show and get to, uh, stadium for Pitt Boston college. So that'll be a fun Mm. day tomorrow for me. Um, Dino Tomlin's coming to town. So uh, that's right. Dino Tomlin. I know what Mike Tomlin's going to be doing tomorrow night. I wonder what Mike T is going to be doing tomorrow other than a little more Browns prep, but uh, he's Chris. I'm Corey. We are on to Thursday, that coordinator Thursday where we hear from Matt Canada and Terrell Austin. That should be a lot of fun. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
Have a good day, everybody. We'll see you.